Welcome back. Little Joe's Conservative Corner. Uh, today, I'm going to go over a pretty tough subject, uh, something that I don't enjoy looking up or reading about just because it hurts my heart to know there's this much evil in the world. But uh, I'm going to go over human trafficking and sex trafficking um, and what a problem it really is. I want to go over some myths, facts, and statistics just to bring more awareness uh, because the more aware you are, the more educated you are on a topic, uh, the better we can fight against this. Uh, It's important. Uh, Little children are being taken every day and put into this, uh, even adults. It's not just children, and it's not always for sexual acts. There is a lot of human trafficking that results in basically slave labor. So uh, something that I think it's vital we all pay very close attention to and do our part to try to help in any way that we can stop human trafficking. From the uh, website Polaris, on the website, uh, Polaris states in 2019, Polaris worked on 11,500 situations of human trafficking reported to the Polaris Operated U.S. National Human Trafficking Hotline. These situations involved 22,326 individual survivors, nearly 4,384 traffickers, and 1,912 suspicious businesses. Uh, Human trafficking is notoriously underreported, and as shocking as these numbers sound, they're probably only a fraction of the actual problem. Polaris stated that human trafficking can happen to anyone, but some people are more vulnerable than others. Significant risk factors include migration or relocation, substance use, mental health concerns, involvement with the child welfare system, and being a homeless youth. Often traffickers identify and leverage their victims' vulnerabilities in order to create a dependence. Some of the realities of human trafficking are Polaris has worked on thousands of cases of trafficking involving foreign national survivors who are legally living and or working in the United States. These include survivors of both sex and labor trafficking. Uh, One study estimates that as many as half of the sex traffic victims and survivors are male. Advocates believe that percentages may be even higher, but that male victims are far less likely to be identified. Uh, The LGBTQ boys and young men are seen as particularly vulnerable to trafficking. With that being said, I don't know how many of you have been watching the news, but just saw the law that California passed where uh, basically they're trying to normalize pedophilia in my opinion, because the way the law basically states is that victims starting as young as the age of 14, I believe the article says, uh, to 17, as long as it is consensual sexual uh, intercourse with somebody of the same gender, that is within 10 years of their age. So if you're 14 and it's a 24-year-old male, then it wouldn't be a crime and the adult would not have to register as a uh, sex offender, which is completely absurd. Uh, How in the world could, I don't, how how could that pass? You know, California really is 
the most despicable state in the entire United States. I don't know what the hell they're doing in California and what kind of idiots they have running that place over there, but thank God I don't live in California because it, it is, it's going to fall off the map. The fact that you can't drive a car till you're 16, you can't buy cigarettes until you're 18, you can't buy alcohol till you're 21, uh, under the age of 17, depending on the state you're in, you can't own a checking account without an adult signature, but California thinks that a 14-year-old is intelligent enough and mentally mature enough to engage in a sexual act with somebody 10 years older than them and they're not being in any way coerced or fooled or anything by that person and they think that that's okay. It's it just disgusting, despicable California. Watch out, you guys. No wonder you're always on fire over there. Sorry, I went a little bit off subject there, but that just was on my mind. Um, human trafficking cases have been reported and prosecuted in industries, including restaurants, cleaning services, constructions, factories, and more. Uh, human trafficking is often confused with human smuggling, which involves illegal border crossing. In fact, the crime of human trafficking does not require any movement whatsoever. Survivors can be trafficked in their hometowns, even their own homes. Can you imagine your own home, your own parents selling you out like that? Really unbelievable, unthinkable. Human trafficking is a real problem. Um, they are making some headway. They do work consistently at this. There are many organizations that fight against this every single day all over the globe. Um, President Trump is putting a real effort forward to stop it here in the United States. Uh, I know that everybody watching the news, you probably saw in August, late August, um, Atlanta. They rescued nearly 40 missing or endangered children. Uh, the U.S. Marshal Service announced Thursday that the 13 missing children were found and an additional 26 endangered children were rescued during the two-week operation centered on Atlanta and the city to its south, uh, Macon. Uh, the missing children were considered to be some of the most at-risk and challenging recovery cases, and some were likely victims of child sex trafficking, child exploitation, abuse, and had medical or mental health conditions, authorities said. Uh, nine people were arrested on charges including sex trafficking, parental kidnapping, as well as uh, registered sex offenders with weapons violations. I mean, that was great. That was a great bust. You saved 40 children. Uh, yeah, and you put, let me see, it was later in the article. This is from the Washington Post, by the way, if you'd like to look it up for yourself. Um, but you put, what, are the nine of these dirt bags behind bars? That's a good day. Then just recently on September 3rd, days after the U.S. Marshal Service announced the rescue of 39 endangered children in Georgia, similar operations are ongoing in two other states and authorities targeted missing kids who may have been victims of sex trafficking. In Ohio, Operation Safety Net led to the discovery of 25 children ranging ages from 13 to 18 in less than three weeks. Um, these operations are part of an effort at the local level to locate missing children rather than co a coordinated nationwide sweep. 
Uh, since 2005, the Marshals have helped rescue over 1,800 children. I mean, that's fantastic. 1,800 is a great number. Obviously, there's a lot more work to be done. And I think it's finally reaching the ears of all Americans, uh, which is why I'm trying to point it out today in this podcast. I just want to touch as many people as we can so everybody's aware of it. If you're not yet, you are now. And stuff we can look into, see any way that we can help the situation. Uh, President Trump administration on Tuesday announced that more than 35 million in Justice Department grants to organizations that provide safe housing for victims of human trafficking. Trump also signed an executive order January 31st of this year, which states human trafficking is a form of modern slavery. Uh, Throughout the United States and around the world, human trafficking tears apart communities, fuels criminal activity, and threatens the national security of the United States. It is estimated that millions of individuals are trafficked around the world each year, including into and within the United States. As the United States continues to lead the global fight against human trafficking, we must remain relentless in the resolve to eradicate it in our cities, suburbs, rural communities, tribal lands, and on our transportation networks. Uh, Human trafficking in the United States takes many forms and can involve exploitation of both adults and children for labor and or sex. Uh, The executive order is not real long. But I wanted to point out some highlighted section uh, sections in there that I'm just going to read off to you. You can find it at thewhitehouse.gov uh, and, and read the entire thing yourself. But exploited children of online photos and videos of children being sexually abused is at record levels currently. Uh, the federal government is committed to preventing human trafficking and the online sexual exploitation of children. Effectively combating these crimes requires a comprehensive and coordinated response to prosecute human traffickers and individuals who sexually exploit children online, to protect and support victims of human trafficking and child exploitation, and to provide prevention, education, to raise awareness, and help lower the incidence of human trafficking and child exploitation into, from, and within the United States. I felt that particular piece was important to read because I read an article and don't quote me it was either the New York Times or the New York Post I'm not 100% sure which one as I was browsing through but in the article uh, to sum it up it basically the writer stated that why are adults being prosecuted that are Um, engaging online with children like if you're I guess looking at photos or if you are interacting with children and going through what they consider like a grooming period to try to get to uh, a point where I guess they meet each other Um, since they haven't actually committed a supposed crime yet they were wondering why are they being charged and I was wondering what pedophile wrote the article because if you're sitting there and you're a 40-year-old man and you're looking at anything nasty about children, that's problem number one. Number two is if you are online and you're sitting there talking to a child and grooming them, the intentions are there. These are not innocent intentions. Your intentions are to do something bad ultimately, so you should be charged. And I'm glad they're charged. I don't think the penalties are severe enough for these types of people, 
I think they should be more severe. And I think the person that wrote that article should be looked into. Because anybody that has that point of view on something, it leads you to believe that they don't see anything wrong with it. So what's wrong with them? I know that people go through and say pedophilia is a disease and blah, 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 blah. Nonetheless, you're a monster. Okay, you should be locked up in a cage. I, I don't I don't have any sorrow in my heart for you, be it where these people will go out of their way to try to feel bad for you. The individuals that you mess with, you have destroyed their life. They're going to think about that. That's going to be carried with them for the rest of their natural life. So you should go to jail and carry that for the rest of your life as well. You should never see the light of day again. That's my opinion. Uh, I did see a funny meme. Somebody said that they found a magic pill that cures pedophilia. And then when you see the picture of it, it's a, a box of bullets. <laughs> it makes you think. Definitely one way to look at it. And uh, I would say that most people probably have the same opinion. Prosecuting human traffickers and individuals who exploit children online. Uh, the Attorney General Bill Barr, through the Federal Enforcement Working Group in collaboration with the Secretary of Labor and the Secretary of Homeland Security, shall improve interagency coordination with respect to targeting traffickers, determining threats and assessments, and sharing law enforcement intelligence to build on the administration's committee to the continued success of ongoing anti-trafficking enforcement initiatives such as the Anti-Trafficking Coordination Team and the U.S.-Mexico Bilateral Human Trafficking Enforcement Initiatives. The Attorney General and the Secretary of Homeland Security and other heads of executive departments and agencies as appropriate shall, within 180 days of the date of this order, propose to the President through the Director of Domestic Policy Council, legislative and executive actions that would overcome information sharing challenges and improve law enforcement's capabilities to detect in real time the sharing of child sexual abuse material on the internet, including material referred to in the federal laws as child pornography. Overcoming these challenges would allow law enforcement officials to more effectively identify, protect, and rescue victims of online sexual exploitation, investigate and prosecute alleged offenders, and eliminate the child sexual abuse material online. I mean, that is amazing. And that's, I don't even understand why that's not already in place. Why wouldn't they be working together for such a sensitive subject? Why wouldn't they be attacking this as a team I don't understand why they're not sharing data already but if they weren't then this executive order is going to bring that together and they're going to come up with that comprehensive plan for it to be a seamless system where they're all sharing information constantly should help get a lot of dirt bags off the street and hopefully save a lot of innocent victims they go on to say they're basically going to establish and work with state and local uh, tribal governments and child welfare agencies as well as churches to help communities organize and expand housing options for victims of human trafficking. Um, and then to prevent human trafficking and child exploitation through education you know, partnerships. So they're going to educate more people. They're going to basically do what I'm doing, but probably much more detailed on what to look for, how to spot trafficking, 
there's a lot of different websites that offer uh, training on how to notice child trafficking, um, what to look for. So if you ever see it, who to call, where to report it to. If God forbid you are that person and you need help, there's a lot of helplines that can you can call in anonymously and try to get some help, or you can call in and be yourself and get some help. But it's really important that we tackle this and, and really get all over it. Um, when you hear staggering numbers like a million people around the world are being trafficked, I know that our main focus is in the United States, and I'm sure we're helping around the world, but those numbers are unbelievably high. Can you imagine a million people, if you, depending on where you live at, and you think of the county that you're in, uh, most counties, some states don't even have a million people let alone a million people in a county. And think about everybody you see day-to-day walking around. All of those people have been trafficked in the world. That is mind-blowing. So this is a a much bigger problem than they lead on to believe. And it's a destroyer of of humans. I mean, how do you come out after something like that uh, to live a normal life? You would hope the best for them, and every, of course, any natural person would do the best that they could to try to help them, but there's going to be damage done that is going to be with them for the rest of their lives, unfortunately. So I wanted to go out of my way to do a podcast on it. I felt it was important. Um, I was seeing what really prompted everything for me is I was seeing all these busts on TV that uh, each different states, and I think there was a... I want to see, is it Colorado? It might have been Colorado. I'm not 100% sure. Don't hold me to that. But uh, one uh, state just two days ago saved another eight children. The problem that I was having and what really was bothering me is all these things are getting like zero airtime. You think they'd be a little more focused on them to save the kids. You'd think that if there was one thing that like Democrats and, and Republicans and liberals and conservatives, uh, independents and everything, you think there's one thing we could all get behind that we would all agree that you must save the children, that you got to go out of your way to do whatever you can to save the children. And it seems that even that has taken a backseat to all this political nonsense. Okay, Even that is not as important. And in a small way, it feels like these cops are doing such a great job finding these kids and saving them. But right now, since they're on this whole cops are bad thing, it's like they don't want to give them any recognition for the hard work that they did in, in finding these children. And if I hope I'm wrong, but if that is the actual truth and that's just the way that I see it, and if it is the truth, man, that is disheartening. That your political opinion and your political agenda is worth more than a child's life? What kind of person are you? What does that say about you? What does it say about you as a party? So I, seeing all that, I just felt like, you know, I'm going to say something about it. I don't have the biggest audience in the world by any means. But at least a few people that I'm reaching out to on each podcast. Maybe I sparked their interest or told them something that I didn't know today. Maybe you'll go out and tell somebody else and it'll be like a domino effect. And we could just constantly work together and really expose this and bring it out to the light. It's a tough subject to talk about. The more you go into it, 
the deeper you see, you know, the deeper you get into it, it's disturbing, uh, to put it mildly. Uh, some, some sites will tell you that, you know, the, the graphic images you're about to see, you have to put in there, you have to agree that you're at least 18 years or older um, because they, they show pretty rough stuff. Now, I have not gone into it myself. They basically explain what you're about to see. I don't have the stomach for it personally. Uh, I don't want to see those things. They tend to stick into my brain and they bother me and, and, and they'll just chew me up inside because I, I can only do so much. It, what I'm doing right now is all I can do. All I can do is talk to people, try to spread the word, donate money to foundations that uh, that I think are you know worthy of it. And there's some that Glenn Beck works with a pretty good foundation. Um, and his foundation, one of the guys that he works with and he promotes on his show, I do donate to his foundation. And it doesn't have to be much. You know, I donate a small amount. What What's comfortable for me and my family that doesn't hurt me financially, I donate – and that way I feel that I'm at least doing my part somewhat, at least some help funding something. And at least it's going to a good cause. You know, if you want to do 10 bucks or 20 bucks a month or whatever, that's totally up to you. It's whatever is in your heart. Because nowadays, $10 barely buys you a meal anywhere. At least you go, hey, at least that $10 every month is going to help fight this. And hopefully somebody can be saved. Because that's all that really matters in the end anyways. Um, I hope you, I hope that today the podcast was not as enjoyable. It's not as fun to talk about these things, but hopefully it was a little bit informative. You got some good information out of it. Again, please always do homework for yourself. Definitely look into some of these things as much as you can mentally tolerate and um, do what you can do. And nothing is right or wrong. It's as easy as either spreading the word, donate some money, get involved in a charity, just being on the lookout and educate yourself, whatever's comfortable for, comfortable for you, excuse me. It, it, there's no right or wrong answer here. So that'll be it. Um, please keep telling your friends about me. Keep listening. Uh, if you want to hit me up, please, L-J-C-O-N-S-E-R-C-R-N at gmail.com. Twitter, at L-J-C-O-N-S-E-R-C-R-N. And Joe Little at Parlor. God bless. Have a safe night.